Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is happening, Inspire Nation? This is episode number 69, From Obsession to Success to Obsession, with Jeffrey Feldberg. That's an interesting title. Kind of get that mental image of a dog chasing its tail. Kind of, but not really. You'll have to listen on to see. Today's show's a good one. Another good one for you. I'll start off with a random story for you, for your entertainment and beyond. So today was one of those days for me that I did nothing wrong, but I pissed a lot of people off. You ever have a day like that? It's interesting to think about because you're like, what what is he talking about? So sometimes in life, you have to make decisions. You've got to make decisions regarding your time and you know, you've got two seemingly equal important things to do and there's only time to do one of them. You just got to make a decision. You know what I mean? You got to realize that, you know, a lot of what I do, obviously, is I try to put other people's best interest in front of my own. But there comes a point sometimes you got to look out for yourself as well. You know, I think if you look out for others first, that's going to come back around to you very nicely. But there is a point, there is a limit where you've got to you've got to be smart with yourself. You know, every time you, you tell somebody else, yes, you're telling yourself no. So you've got to know where to cut that off and to create balance for yourself and leave yourself time to do what you need to do, spend time with the family and unplug as well. The older I get and the longer I do this, the more I realize that need to unplug is, is critical for not only your sanity, but your long-term productivity as well. So getting into today's guest, we've got a great guest out of the North Country of Canada, bunch of good folks up there. Jeffrey and I have a great discussion about his journey, and he's got a really cool story. Um, Got my attention pretty quickly with that uh, self-made eight-figure guy, so that's always always cool to listen to and and talk to a guy like him, and uh, really, really fun episode. Had a lot of fun with it, and uh, let's check it out. Let's check it out and uh, see what you guys think. What's happening, everybody? I've got another amazing guest with me this week. I've got Jeffrey Feldberg, let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. Jeff is an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, a business coach, and he started several several cool companies. Uh, one of them is Imbinet, which is an eight-figure company. I believe sold to Pearson. Is that correct? That's correct. And good morning, Jason. So nice to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two more businesses. He started a luxury home builder and handcrafted cigars as well. So very cool. Very cool. So Jeffrey, not Jeff, Jeffrey. Tell me about your journey into entrepreneurship. I'd love to hear this. It's uh, you know, it, it's interesting, and and I think like so many people, it it found me more than I found it. Uh, you know, ever since I was little, I, I just always dreamed of uh, being in business, helping people, doing some amazing things. 
Uh, so from uh, high school, from multi-level marketing to setting up my own uh, video company, I was always in, involved in, in business. And I always said I, I made the worst employee uh, ever. I only had one corporate job. And, and the truth is, if I were my boss, I would have fired me on day one. Uh, so I, I knew early on I was not uh, an employee. Uh, I, I just felt too constrained. And where things really took off was in my MBA program. You know, I, I say being an entrepreneur is really an excuse to help people. And in my MBA program, we were having lots of challenges just in terms of how do you live a, a great MBA life at the time and have time, have a social life, learn, do all those things. We weren't doing any of that. Uh, so we had a big problem and I found a way to solve that problem. And little did I know that at the time that would be the launching pad out of my MBA program into full-time entrepreneurship. Uh, launched Embinet right out of the MBA program. Uh, knew nothing, had no money, had no experience, but a lot of passion and a huge desire to, to help people solve a similar problem uh, across uh, MBA schools initially and, and then through other online learning and e-learning programs. And uh, as I say, I was a 13-year overnight success. And so built, uh, built the company change lives, change the social fabric of society, as I like to say, by enabling uh, working professionals to upgrade their lives through education they otherwise couldn't get. And uh, when the company was at, uh, at, at its pinnacle, at least for me, I said it was time to have someone come in and help take it to the next level. Uh, could I do it? Uh, perhaps. Was it something that I would enjoy doing? No, it wasn't. And I knew it was, it was time to hand over the reins. Very nice. And you said a few things there I really liked. One thing that's been kind of a reoccurring theme in, in my life and in my with my attention lately is that 13-year overnight success comment that you made. And I think a lot of people listening um, have either experienced it or, or may experience it in the future. But guys, I really want to just talk to you for a second. I want you to hear this, that if you set out to do something great, do something on your own, it's not going to happen in three months, more than likely. It's not going to happen probably in a year. You have to be prepared to be patient. And for millennials like myself and even younger, this is not something that a lot of us are great at. you got to be patient to get what you want. So excellent, excellent. And for the people listening um, that don't know what Embinet is, can you just explain to us in a little bit more detail what that is? Sure. And, you know, I, so I, I've since sold Embinet and, and don't have anything to do with the day-to-day the -day operations anymore. But Embinet uh, was and is a, a service that works with uh, degree programs, graduate de uh, degree programs, where it will go out and the company on behalf of the university will market to the students. And as I like to say, uh, back in the day, will fill the seats, keep the seats filled and make sure that the students graduate. So it was a full turnkey solution. You know, I, I said earlier that entrepreneurship is really about helping people. And so for Embinet, what I had stumbled upon, and, and believe me, I, uh, with, with my lack of experience and really lack of everything, uh, learned the, the hard way. And, and uh, to your point, you know, it was really, it wasn't until the first, the first three, four years really were difficult. And I, I would say if uh, for all the startups out there and entrepreneurs out there, if you take your revenue projections and you cut them in half, you take your expenses and you quadruple them, that's probably where things are going to be in, in my experience. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Embinet is a great example of what was a pain point that a lot of people were having that I was passionate about solving and how could I solve it for them? So, you know, here I was, a kid out of school, 
uh, found the pain point, which for schools was, how do I, you know, you got this crazy thing called the internet. How do I deal with that? And, and how do I get students coming in? At the time, uh, you had video conferencing. The internet was coming on board. Uh, you had other schools setting up locally in town. And, and the universities were, were, hey, my enrollments are down. What do I do? I'm not really a marketing uh, professional. I, I'm not, don't really know what this whole online thing is. I know education. I, I know I can graduate students. But how do I get from A to Z quickly? And that's where Embinet is just a, a great example of finding a need, doing it really well, and solving a lot of problems. And also, like I, I like to say, helping enough people get their goals so eventually, and over time, I can get to my goal. Zig Ziglar said something like that, didn't he? Uh, love Zig Ziglar, and uh, absolutely. Very nice. Well, I'm going to switch gears with you here a little bit. Um, this should be very familiar to you, but... Tell me about this quote, your success, my obsession. You know, I, I was thinking about how could I sum up what, what I do? Uh, because I, I, I've been very fortunate. Uh, entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur has been, been very good to me. And, you know, back when I started Embinet, I, I made a promise to myself. I said, if I ever make it and I have something called success, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to find a way to take what I've learned to take all my failures, all the mistakes and, and everything else that came along with it and help other entrepreneurs to get there themselves. And so late uh, this past year, I, I made the, the plunge and decided I, I would do it and get involved with social media and start sharing my story and, and getting uh, out there with uh, other entrepreneurs and, and helping them. And, you know, part of it is when I looked around, there are so many people saying, hey, uh, you know, take this magic pill and I'll make you rich overnight or do this and you'll have a successful business. And it was frustrating for me because so many of these people had never done it themselves. And I said, OK, how can I leverage what I've done? My over two decades of experience, having built uh, an eight figure business, having started other successful businesses. What am I all about? And, you know, from ever since I, I was young, I've always been fascinated with success. It, it's been an obsession of mine. But how can I now transfer that to other entrepreneurs where their success really is my obsession? And so on my blog, I write about that. In uh, any books that, that I do, I, I write about that. When I'm coaching entrepreneurs, when I'm in masterminds, it's really all about them. How can I have them successful? No hidden agenda on my end. It's, it's all about your success, my obsession. And that's uh, where it, it came from. And uh, I liked how it sounded, so I put it out there. Very cool. Now, this is uh, – I didn't even share this with my wife yet because she was too sleepy last night. But last night – and this is, is kind of off topic, but kind of in this this – Genre, this realm of what we're talking about, sorry, um, I was going to bed and I had this epiphany that connected a few things in my life together at the same time. And I think I've stumbled upon something kind of what you're saying. I mean, what I do is, you know, I help entrepreneurs uh, create success as well, but I've obviously not reached the levels that you have yet. But I, I came up with an idea or I see a massive need I think I've come up with the greatest idea I've ever had. So without saying anything else, it's exciting. And with your original um, start with Embinet, did you have the same type of experience? Was it just like, oh, man, you just had an epiphany and just saw this need and figured out what you're going to do? I'm kind of curious to hear how that worked. Well, firstly, uh, Jason, we, we can't go any further. You have to tell us what uh, what this epiphany was, or at <laughs> least give us give us a, give us a hint for myself and uh, and the listeners. Okay, so. 
Intentionally Inspirational is, um, you know, it's a site where you can go as resources for uh, startup success. But what I've realized is there's a lot of people that can't quite get started or haven't quite got started with entrepreneurship. And a lot of that has to do with fear, but there's a financial aspect as well. So I currently have another site under development called YourLeanStartup.com. And let's just say I've seen the vision for what that site is. It's going to help a lot of people, and it's very, very different than anything I've ever put out before. And that's all I'm going to say about now. You'll have to uh, stay tuned in the in the coming months and see what that turns into. But I think it's going to be pretty darn exciting. Well, I'm I'm, I'm liking uh, the sounds of that. That sounds terrific. So you'll have to definitely keep me updated, you know, when you start getting things out there or perhaps offline. We can talk more about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so talk to us a little bit about, this is kind of from a, a blog post of yours, but I really like the, the feel of it. Talk to us a little bit about what rich and successful people never do. Because one thing I talk about a lot is the power of daily habits. And a lot of people that I come in contact with will, you know, talk about what they want to do. And then I kind of watch their actions, you know, over the course of a week and just listen to them. And I say, man, you're just, you're not doing things to set yourself up for that. So why don't you tell us? Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, success, it it's a mindset. It really is a way of life. It, you don't just wake up one day and I'm going to be successful and, you know, I'm going to have w- whatever success looks like to you. It It's a journey. Uh, but to, to get there, it all starts from within. And uh, one of the beliefs I, I, I took on very early on was everything that you need for success is within you right now. You don't have to go anywhere else. The, the only question is, do you know where it is and, and what to do with that? So in the recent blog post that, that I put out there, I said, okay, you know, looking at my own experience when I've crossed paths with, with billionaires from, from the research that I've done to ultra successful entrepreneurs, what are they doing? And a lot of people talk about what to do a lot of times, though, we don't talk about what not to do. And what not to do, in my experience, is as important, even more important than, than what to do. So if you look at successful people, and even yourself, Jason, with what got you from here to there, there's going to be things along the way that, that made all the difference. So some of the things are, uh, and, and a lot of it goes uh, against uh, conventional wisdom. Uh, and I kind of challenge Conventional wisdom, and and for the listeners, I challenge you to challenge that because conventional wisdom uh, oftentimes isn't so wise. Uh, So one of the things, as an example, uh, for myself and uh, others out there is to not share your goals. And when I talk about that, when I'm coaching or mentoring or just speaking to other entrepreneurs, Jeffrey, what are you, crazy? You know, we've been told to share your goals. You know, we're supposed to have accountability. People are supposed to help us with it. Uh, but by and large, uh, people don't. And, and Jason, this was one of your earlier uh, podcasts that you're talking about how uh, your haters, as you call them, uh, well-intentioned family uh, members, friends, you know, you share your goals, they will uh, hold you back from it. They'll give you negative comments. They will discourage you uh, along the way. And w- one of my favorite quotes, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, is uh, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. Uh, I, I I can't, uh, you know, b- based on what your actions are, I, I can't hear what you're saying. So, you know, show me what you're going to do through your your actions. Uh, tell me through your actions what uh, what you're going to do. 
so have a goal, keep it to yourself, go out there, do it. You know, obviously, if you have questions along the way, find the, the right and, and experienced kind of uh, individual uh, who can help you with that to uh, help you get across the finish line. But by and large, don't share it with uh, anyone out there. Even to things like self-talk. Uh, how many of us say, you know, in our minds something doesn't go right? Ah, oh, you know, I, I can't do it or I, I never should have started this or I'm not smart enough or I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. All those little things that uh, we say to ourselves, our inner world manifests and becomes our outer world. And, and I've seen that time and time again with myself and, and with other people. So it's knowing what not to do uh, because success leaves clues. And you don't have to do all the heavy lifting on your own. Look to other people that have done it, uh, mirror or replicate what they've done, and take time off of your journey to get there quicker. I think that's really well said. You know, it's interesting, kind of a point of validation for me personally is, I think since July of last year, every day I write down a cue for question and I put, what do I want to accomplish? And I have five answers. And nobody's ever seen that, and I've never shared that with anybody except for my wife. So I've purposely not told anybody that because, like you said, I don't want to talk about it because they're, they're big goals. I mean, I dream big, 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 Walt Disney-style big, and there's no gain for me. I figured that out early. And sharing that with people because they're going to be like, yeah, right, me too. you know. But like you say, just uh, keep, uh, keep grinding away. And what's interesting is some of those goals have kind of changed. I've pivoted a little bit over time because – People, you know, things that I thought were important at one time aren't so important to me now. But for the most part, the general, you know, the general goals are still the same. So, very cool. Oh, well, for sure. You know, your goals are going to change over time. And and you know, one thing I, I just can't emphasize uh, enough: uh, people they, they really do mean well. Uh, sometimes they just don't realize what they're saying. Or if you want to be cynical about it, you know, the, the whole pack mentality. Uh, people, they may be terrific friends, they may, may be wonderful family. Uh, uh, on the one hand, they, they want to see you do well. But on the other hand, you doing well challenges them at, at a whole number of levels. You're moving on, you're getting to new levels that they perhaps uh, aren't going to be able to get to or can't get to. So it's some interesting dynamics. So, you know, keep it to yourself, do what you need to do, and tell the world through your actions, not through your words. Absolutely. Les Brown said something I really liked. He said, it's uh, crowded on the bottom and lonely at the top. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm nowhere near the top, but I'm starting to, to realize what that means more and more for sure. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what goes into building an eight-figure company. And what I'm looking for is kind of high-level expectations. Absolutely. And you know, for from my journey with an eight-figure company, uh, you know, to begin with that, that was never my goal. And as as crazy as that may sound, money was not the goal for me. It wasn't the end game. My end game, the long game for me, was how can I put the best possible solution out there that's going to help people change lives, make a difference, have me fulfilled, and have me happy. And that was really where everything started. Uh, before I get back to it, on, on just a quick side note, and I, I've talked openly about this in some of my blog posts, after I had done Embinet, which became an eight-figure company, and, and I'll talk about some of the things that went into that, uh, you know, so here I was, uh, sold a, a very successful company, 
I had now gone on to start my next venture. And, you know, success is funny because I forgot a lot of the lessons that I had learned. I had an ego. I thought, hey, if I could do that with Embanet, I can do that with any other company. So I now had the money, the experience. I can do all the things I, I couldn't do with Embanet at the beginning. Uh, launched a company in healthcare with the very same partner from Embanet. Uh, it should have been a, a smash hit. And uh, as I said in the blog post, it, it wasn't an eight-figure company. It was a seven-figure company. But on the other side of the balance sheet, we lost money hand over fist and speaking for myself it was because money uh, making money for me was the goal not helping people and so if you're already in, uh, in you know an entrepreneur that's already started up something you're looking to start up something you're already a number of years into it uh, from my own experience what's the massive problem that you're solving and how many people is it affecting and is it a painful enough problem that people will pay you to solve it and that really is the starting point and the ending point for all successful businesses and, and entrepreneurs. Uh, you may have a really painful problem that you can solve brilliantly, but if it's not a big of enough marketplace, it's not going to happen. It, it's not going to go anywhere. So that, that's really where to start. And then from there, it's to set expectations. Uh, you know, Embanet, it took uh, at, at the first three years were, were painful. And if I'm really open about it, uh, I'll tell you that I've actually blanked out some of the uh, early experiences because it, it was that painful. Lots of frustration, lots of failing. And that's where the passion uh, was so important for me. Uh, if I didn't love what I was doing, I wouldn't have continued because it was so challenging and, and difficult. You know, Hollywood and the magazines that we read or the blog posts that you see, it, it looks easy. You know, someone has an idea, they, they go out there and literally overnight they're a success. Uh, in my experience, I, I've yet to, to really see that, uh, at least a sustainable success. I've never seen that happen, and perhaps it has, and I'm sure it has, but by and large, uh, in my experience, success takes time. And what I found with Embanet and what I found in life in general, all of us have our success. It's waiting for us. It, actually, it's just around the corner, but are we ready for it? So next time that big failure happens, next time that challenge that, that is just driving you absolutely crazy, know that it's making you better, it's making you stronger, and it's preparing you for the success. And it's for me, it was showing up every single day, putting my best foot forward, seeing where that was going to go, and it was a rinse and repeat to do it the next day. If I failed, if I fell, okay, why? What did I do to contribute to this? How can I avoid going forward from this happening again? What can I learn from it? What, what are the learning lessons? And just doing it day in, day out, continually adjusting, always trying to make the next day better, but remembering the 24-hour rule, as, as I call it. No matter what happens, you, you can have the biggest win or the most miserable failure. Wallow in your loss, celebrate your success, but tomorrow is a new day. It's a new battle with all kinds of things to be won. Uh, you know, you better show up with your best game face on and the best attitude to make things happen. So really, uh, Jason, it's, it's a journey. It, it's a, a day in, day out journey of helping people and figuring out how you can show up as the, the best part for yourself. I, I love your your authenticity and your your openness, and I really appreciate that because that there's so much power in what you just said. I mean, somebody could just listen to the last five minutes and and chew over it for years and just find never ending value. So, um, what's interesting, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but 
I wish you could have told me that in the fall of 2015 because I cashed out a piece of my 401k. I went after a money only type of opportunity and, and failed horribly. Um, but you know, me like you struggling in a, in a failed venture, you know, yours on a, a larger level financially, but it, it does really get you thinking that if what you're doing is not fueled by passion, you're going to quit. I mean, nobody's going to keep doing it because it feels like it makes no sense, you know, but something that's great about Jeffrey guys and, and gives him so much validity with everything he's talking about is this guy's actually lived through the struggle. You know, I talk about embracing struggle and I know some entrepreneurs that have never had to struggle because their situations financially a little bit differently than you know, a little bit different than most. But I think that's a disadvantage I think the guys that have had to claw and scrap and struggle and get creative to cover payroll and do some different things, I think those are the guys that are set up for the biggest success in the long term because they've got that that story, they've got that experience, and you know, for those that have been through that, they don't. We don't want to go back. We don't want to go back to that at all. So, man, I love that. And you know, Jason, you you, you hit a, a really important point for the listeners to to take home, um, and, and that is resourcefulness more than resources is really where things are at. You know, with, with Embinet or with most startups, you lack a lot of things. But lacking is actually a strength, not a weakness. Embinet became what it became because of what it didn't have. It forced myself, it forced the team, it forced the company to figure out ways of doing things that had never been done before. And because of that, it made us faster, better, and more profitable. And, and again, if you take the same leadership and the same people, when I started that other company right after Embinet, we had all the resources, but it failed. And so uh, something I, I continue to make mistakes on, but I, I remind myself, just because you can write the check doesn't mean that you should. And oftentimes you shouldn't. And it's that struggle, as painful as it is, that will take you to the next level. Uh, we just may not realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. And th this may or may not be related, but uh, something that I've learned from the game of Texas Hold'em poker is you don't want to bet more than you're willing to lose. And that, that's helped me tremendously in cards and in business as well. And, you know, um, when I was a lot younger with entrepreneurship, I didn't understand that at all and <laughs> would spend everything and then be like, oh boy, now what? So that's that's good stuff. Well, this is this is going to be interesting, but... I want to focus now on the startups trying to reach that six-figure mark because I don't know what the percent is, but I know a huge number of companies, I think, never even break that 50,000-a-year mark. So what three tips could you offer the audience, Inspire Nation, for trying to reach that six-figure mark with their business? Well, firstly, anyone who hangs out a shingle and calls themselves an, an entrepreneur uh, that in and of itself is is a huge accomplishment and something to be proud of. I mean, if, if we're open about it, uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but people who make the jump to become an entrepreneur, hats off to you, congratulations. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're the, the folks that make the world go round through innovation and challenging the status quo and, and making things happen. So, you know, the, the first thing is uh, to... Check your ego out the door and, and ask yourself this question. Is what I'm doing solving a problem? And, and is it a massive problem? How, how many people is it really affecting? And is it painful enough that the people want to be helped and that they're going to be paying for it? 
that you know that that's the first thing. All too often, people get out there. Hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Or I'm I'm going to make it overnight. I I have this great idea. I'm going to be successful, and terrific. You know, great intentions, but it doesn't necessarily translate into what's going to be going on out there. So the first thing is, uh, it, how big of a problem is it? that's affecting how many people and how good are you at solving that problem. So let's suppose that you have a, a huge problem affecting many people and you're actually really good at solving that problem that, that people will happily pay you for it. Next question is, okay, are you going to be the marketplace's best kept secret? So in other words, how are you getting the word out there? What are you doing to make yourself known to, to, get, you know, to get out there? Uh, the biggest weakness I find with most entrepreneurs, technically they may be brilliant, they know their subject matter really, really well, it's marketing and sales. That's probably the, the one Achilles heel for most entrepreneurs is marketing and sales. So what are you going to do to to get out there? And it's, uh, you know, people use a lot of fancy words. There's a lot of people who will happily take your money when you write a check. My advice on the marketing and sales in the beginning is do it yourself. You know, and a lot of entrepreneurs that, that I coach, you know, Jeffrey, I'm not a salesperson. I, in fact, I hate salespeople. I hate sales. How how can you expect me to go out there and do it? I should just hire somebody and, and they're going to do it. And the, the truth is, maybe down the road, uh, but in the beginning, your passion is what's going to carry you through. And, and true salesmanship, true salesmanship is really educating. You're educating someone about a problem that maybe they know they have or they know that or they don't know that they have, but you're educating them that there's a better way and how to do it. And when you go through it enough times, you see what people respond to, what people don't respond to, what they like, what they don't like. Now you know how you're going to train people who are going to help get the message out there and, and get the word out there. You know, there's a lot of people who will try and market you or try and represent you, but no one is going to take your company as serious as you. No one is going to be as passionate as your company as you. It all starts and ends with you. So know who the target market is, what it's like to, uh, to sell to them or to educate them, what it's like to bring them on board. And then the, the third thing, I mean, there, there's so many things, Jason, it, it, it's a wonderful question and, uh, you know, we, we can talk for hours on it, but if I had to pick one more thing, it, it would be this and, and it comes back to money. Most ventures fail, not because they're a bad idea or it's, it's the wrong idea. Uh, they don't run out of money necessarily, even though that, that's what put them out of business, they run out of time. So money is not your currency as a startup. Your currency is time, and it's trying to figure out how you can last long enough to prove your point, get enough customers, get the word of mouth going to continue to grow as a business. And, and the fatal mistake I see so many entrepreneurs make, particularly in the beginning, uh, you know, like you're saying earlier, Jason, and, and we've all done this. I, I, I've been there. You've been there. Uh, you, you put some savings aside or maybe you get a loan. Uh, you somehow get um, uh, some, some seed capital to get your company out there. And now you, you have a brilliant idea on the, on the marketing side. Oh, th this is going to change everything. And you spend a lot of money on one idea and it fails. It, it doesn't work. And so what, uh, what I've learned the hard way is uh, you're going to fail when you market. Do a lot of failure, but do it over very small tests. Do a lot of testing where maybe you're only spending $100, $500, $200. Find out what works on the marketing side. 
before you open up the wallet and start spending a lot of money on on different uh, marketing messages. Fail a lot, but have it relatively small and insignificant. And then when it works, open up the wallet and, and go for it. And so if, if you can do that, what you're doing is you're extending your time you're figuring out what works, what doesn't work. You're building up a critical mass of customers to help take you to the next level. That is beautiful. There's a lot of good stuff in there, guys. Thank you for that very much. Well, Jeffrey, what's next for you? What else do you have in store maybe for your year, or do you have any projects you're working on? Well, you know, my my focus really is paying it forward in the community of uh, of entrepreneurs, and that's where you know you'll find me with my blog, you'll find me on social media. Of how can I expand my reach? How can I find other entrepreneurs who are trying to make a difference, trying to change the world? help them to cross the finish line uh, a little bit quicker with a little bit of help, a little bit uh, of, uh, of less pain uh, along the way. And that's really my, my focus for this upcoming year uh, and beyond of taking my in-the-trenches experiences, uh, helping uh, other entrepreneurs let me do some of the heavy lifting with my experiences, with my failures, with all of my setbacks, to share that uh, to help make the journey uh, a little bit uh, both uh, more enjoyable and a little bit quicker. I love that. That's really powerful. I mean, we've got to have people out there like you because, you know, like you said earlier, the quicker people like me can get connected with people like you, it's only going to help me get to that next level. So for everybody listening, take advantage of that. That's good stuff. Well, if somebody listening has been inspired by what you said and wants to connect with you, what are some ways that uh, they can get a hold of you? Well, the, the best place is to come to my website, jeffreyfeldberg.com, and on there, uh, just as they should be signing up with you, Jason, and uh, get onto your email list, uh, they should come to the website, get onto my email list. That's where everything happens. I have all kinds of information. Uh, you know, everyone in my community, I consider a VIP, uh, so you'll hear it there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, where every day I'm, I'm curating all kinds of success stories in addition to my own experiences, other people's experiences, and, and the same for uh, Facebook. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it. But my website is really the hub of everything. So come on over there. You'll check out some of the blogs. If you like it, terrific. Sign up. If you don't, that's okay too. Uh, you know, again, knowing what uh, what you don't like is, is just as important as what you do like. But I have a feeling that you'll like what uh, you see on, on the website. So come on over. I'll uh, welcome you with open arms and we'll learn together on this wonderful journey called entrepreneurship. Very nice. Well, I've loved having you on the show today. This is uh, this is one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you very much for your time and for your attention today. Well, Jason, thank you. Love what you're doing. And I, I would encourage you to uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Been listening to the podcast and getting you know your, your emails. And uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing so openly uh, your passion with uh, the community. So uh, thank you as well. Right back at you. All right. Take care. Okay, man. Take care. All right, we're back. We're back to the show. Good stuff, huh? I told you it would be. Jeffrey, I know you're listening. I appreciate it, my friend. And I will take you up on your offer and uh, reach out to you whenever I, whenever I like. I love that access. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, if you guys want to check out the show, uh, show notes for this episode, as always, go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 69. And you can obviously use that formula to check out all shows past this one and future as well. And, um, yeah, I've got some cool stuff, really cool stuff I want to share with you guys. It's a little bit too soon to spill the beans on a, a project I'm working on, but 
I kind of had an epiphany the other day and felt like some answers that I had been seeking were hiding in plain sight. And I think I connected some of those dots. So you know how it is. Uh, don't wait for the perfect time to do something. Just go. And then uh, once you start doing something new, you will make adjustments based on your results and you will get to where you want to go. So um, something else that we just rolled out, so we haven't really launched it real big, but just completed our, our third free mini course. It's on inspireuniversityonline.com. That is our school, online school. We've got a couple free courses in there, and there'll be some paid ones later in the year as well. But this one's Secrets for Maintaining a Positive Mindset, and I've talked about it a lot. But I'm really proud of it. I think we've got a great product. I know it's going to affect people. I know you're going to walk away thinking about some things differently. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, it's worth it's worth joining the school just to try it out because, you know, it's maybe an hour, but you can do it in, in small little segments. It's mobile friendly. You can do it on your computer, your phone, your tablet, whatever. And, you know, there's there's resources you can download. It's really, really nice. We outdid ourselves. It's It's much more complete than I had planned, so I'm very happy with that, but... I would encourage you strongly to check that out. And if you know somebody that struggles with mindset, I mean, I'm telling you, the principles in there are really going to get their attention and and provide some level of support and help for them. So check that out. As always, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, if you didn't listen, I wouldn't have anybody to talk to. So I appreciate the company. And we will catch up with you, as always, next week. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.